0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Matcha Diaries. If you're new here, hello, I am Kara, one half of the Matcha Diaries podcast, and I'm usually joined by the lovely Leo. We're seeing each other on Friday and are having a little wine and cheese night, and we thought it would be lots of fun to record our Hot Girl Summer episode then, which we'll be uploading next week. So, for all of you who may have thought that this week was going to be about summer and all that, um, we decided to just do it when we're seeing each other because it, it's just going to be a lot more fun, we thought, to really get into that summer mood, seeing friends and all that, so yeah, look out for that. For this week, it's just going to be me, which I'm actually really nervous about. <laughs> I'd say Leo's my security blanket in this podcast and I always tell her that, you know, I'm, she's a lead singer, I'm the backup singer, which she always denies, but yeah it's going to be interesting so no judgments please. (laughs) this week's episode is going to be a very chatty one. i thought i'd talk about my experiences adjusting to work life. i also want to touch on what it's like living with your significant other and maybe the challenges that you can go through when living with the other person but also the really nice bits. and then i thought i'd end this episode off talking about all things romanticizing your life because don't we all want that? So I'm going to talk about like why to do it and some ways that we can do it. Let's help each other be the main characters this summer. (laughs) So I hope you enjoy the episode and don't worry, Leo will be back with me next week. So yeah, enjoy the episode. As always, I thought I'd quickly talk through my highs and lows of this week. So my highs of this week is that I actually got to see some friends over in Bristol last weekend, which was so much fun. I can't even explain how nice it was to just be able to travel to another city and thanks to the boyfriend for driving. (laughs) Um, But just being able to see people and have some drinks and... Catch up, but just it felt nice like life was going back to normal. And I'm also seeing Leo this weekend and some friends, so I'm super excited about that. I'm really, I guess, trying to put myself out there and and seeing people because I really I do get a thrill out of it. So yeah, I just really want to make sure that I can enjoy my summer. So making those steps, and I'm just I'm just so excited to have a little date with Leo because. Where we're going to get some breakfast, we're going to get our nails done, like the typical girly weekend, but I'm so looking forward to it. And I guess my lows, which I'm actually suffering with right now as we speak, but it's just that I always forget that as soon as the weather gets nice and summer comes around, the pollen freaking sucks. It kills me, and like my throat is so itchy right now, which is probably like TMI, sorry guys, but it's just um, not fun and i even had to like i had to not wear makeup today which i know isn't the end of the world but i like putting makeup on in the morning i find joy out of it just like getting ready for work and i just knew that i'd be itching my eyes all day so i was like nah not today which kind of helped but it's just the pollen sucks and i i think i need to find a stronger antihistamine because the ones i'm taking don't work which kind of sucks but yeah sorry boring low (laughs) but anyways let's get straight into the episode So I started my first ever, I'd say, proper job around two months ago, and it's honestly been the most interesting experience. I feel like we spend so much time applying for the job and wanting to get it, and then we actually forget that once you get the offer, you actually are entering the unknown. You're working in a new environment, you're learning new skills, meeting new people, and just trying to figure out your space and all of it. And no one really prepares you for it, and we kind of just go along with it, and take it day by day. Personally I've been really lucky to be working for a startup that I'd say has great company culture. The people I work with really encourage growth, they encourage you to ask questions and I think most importantly they allow you to make mistakes and I've honestly found that so helpful because I think it's kind of, it's pushed me to want to do my best and put myself out there without the fear element of it which, which I think a lot of people entering roles for the first time have. So just knowing that they kind of say, you know, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to ask questions. I just, it's been such a great help and yeah, I'm just really grateful for it. But starting a new job does involve a lot of change. It involves a whole new routine, new commutes that you've never done before. And I'm still trying to figure out my space and all of it, and and this, I mean, this is so random, but something I've already noticed that I really need to work on is, is kind of figuring out my eating habits, because I usually can't eat when I wake up. Well, I can, but I just, I'm not hungry when I wake up, and I like, I like, especially in the morning, I feel nauseous, so, so I don't like to eat when I wake up, but then I'm starving in meetings, so I'm still trying to learn kind of how to listen to my body, but also, you know, not have to be growling out of hunger <laughs> in in my meetings. So, for any of you guys that work early in the mornings or like work 9 to 5 and stuff, if you have any tips on how you manage to kind of balance your eating with work, let me know because I mean, I'm good with lunch, but it's just like in the mornings, I don't know when to find the time to eat and like not eating when I really don't want to be eating, you know? But yeah, sorry, that's a tangent. (laughs) But no one really talks about that really uncomfortable feeling of being the new one there, you know, when we have to be the one asking all the questions. And it's, it's such a weird feeling doing things you've never done before and knowing that you need to ask questions every step of the way and especially me joining in I've I found it hard because I'm I'm trying to portray myself as worthy for the role and and I know I am because I got the job but I want to show them that I am competent when I am literally incompetent at that moment like and that's okay I'm not supposed to be knowing things that they've you know been doing for five years and like they've had so much experience and that's just completely normal but yeah, I, f- I found it really interesting adjusting to it all and I thought I'd share a few things that I've learned along the way. So the first thing is to prioritize your learning and I try to think of it this way. Is it better to ask tons of questions at the beginning or to try figure out everything by yourself, learn slowly and then have to ask questions further on in the role? So that's, that's just something I'm always wary of is they know you're going to be asking questions at the moment. They're expecting you to so there's nothing you should feel bad about or bad for, like, this is the time for you to be asking questions. And if anything, it shows that you are curious, you want to be know, uh, you want to know how to do the things that you're expected to do. Um, It also, I guess, can show initiative if you're asking questions that kind of help your involvement in it all. But yeah, I just think it's a lot better than being in the job for six months and then asking something that you really should have asked in the first month. So that's what I keep telling myself when I feel annoying and I'm like, sorry, sorry for asking all these questions, but I just really wanna know what to do so I can just crack on with it. (laughs) The next thing I have learned so far is to read the room. Spend some time understanding the different people, how they're interacting. You know, what people can you make jokes with and what people do you need to be more straightforward with or straight to the point with? I feel like this can be really helpful when building relationships with people and just, like, knowing when you can and can't say something. Because you, you're you just... I guess it's just the most effective way to do things. You don't want to be trying to have bants with someone that, that isn't bountiful. <laughs> That's not English, but I feel like you guys know what I'm saying. The next thing I do want to say is, and I know that this is totally dependent on the role but find whatever organizational tool works best for you and stick to that. It really can help you feel less overwhelmed with the new tasks that you need to be doing and just with remembering what you have to do in general. So, just from my experience, I found it a lot harder to keep track of what I was doing at the beginning because it was so new and I feel like it just wasn't, you know, muscle memory to be like, "Oh, I need to chase this person. I need to do this. I need to do this." So, keeping track of it actually helped and It's that reassurance that, okay, even if your mind does forget, it's there on paper, so, or it doesn't have to be on paper, just whatever organization tool you use, but stick to it and it will give you that sense of control, especially in this new environment. And one last thing I want to say about this topic is that it's really important to take your feelings into account and to trust your gut instincts, I think. I mean, obviously give it a chance and give your work a chance and, and appreciate that it takes time to get along with the people and to find your place in it all but ask yourself these questions does the team treat you well do they respect you do they foster a place where you feel like you're going to grow these things really do matter and I I just think it's really important to note how you're feeling because the last thing you want to be doing is to be putting yourself in a situation where just the end goal is not what you want so yeah oh check in with yourself and I mean chances are your managers will be checking in with you but I think it's always good to check in with yourself as well and be honest to yourself so another life transition that can happen and sometimes it does when you're in your 20s is the whole thing of living with your partner for the first time And just thinking about it now, I completely forgot that living with your boyfriend or girlfriend before marriage can actually be controversial. I mean, coming from an Arab family, I'm definitely one of the lucky ones, I'd say, that has parents that are kind of allowing me, and this is so odd to say, but they're they're giving me the opportunity to kind of have this experience with Ed and, you know, see what it's like to live with him. And I mean, I honestly do think that living with someone before you get married can be so important because you know you really get to know the person. You get to know what makes them tick. You get to know, you know, what they're like when they're in their, at their lows, when they're at their highs. And it, it just gives you that chance to to really know, you know, am I compatible with this person in the, in the long run? But yeah, I remember being a young girl and not really thinking that I would be living with a boy in my early 20s. If only 12 year old me knew, she'd be so happy. <laughs> but yeah, it never really crossed my mind. And I think the idea always appealed to me, but it was always a very distant vision, like, I always just pictured myself living in, like, a classic, you know, like, with the four windows and just having kids and, like, a husband. (laughs) And now, look at me, I'm living in a two-bedroom apartment with my boyfriend, and we're both working from home, which basically means we're seeing each other's faces 24-7. I honestly thought we'd be fighting over dishes and laundry, but also having cute date nights at home and doing the classic, Honey, I'm home. And the reality of it is we do honestly all of that. <laughs> so um, here are some things I've learned living with Ed. And keep in mind that we basically lived with each other during uni. I mean, we were always like, we're that type of couple that doesn't mind being in each other's faces all the time. And it's um, it's not like I'm learning these things, really. Like, I always knew he was tidy. I always knew that um, he was very clean and yeah like those things i'm not really going to be touching on right now because i knew that before but there are some things i learned so i thought i'd quickly go through those so the first thing i learned about living with someone is the importance of respecting each other's space alone time is it's still so important and it's the best way to remember who you are in addition to just being oh that girl in a relationship or that boy in a relationship and sometimes i feel like we can even take offense to our partner wanting to play playstation for a few hours and not look at us and not talk to us but it is so so important because before you live together there's always those moments where you start you know you can start getting irritable with the other person but you can e- easily just like go home and and let off some steam at home and that space kind of benefits in that sense, but when you're together, and it can really build up, and sometimes it can lead to the pettiest and the tiniest arguments, whether it's over a stain on the table, or then, are the plants not being watered? I mean, I'm just shouting random things out. These are not personal. <clears throat> not relatable. Don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's really important to to respect each other's alone time and kind of love the other person for it to kind of be like, okay, he needs his space or she needs her space. She wants to read for the next few hours. Like, Let her do that because you really don't want to kind of, well... First of all, you don't want to be losing your independence, see? So I think Leo and I touch on this all the time. That it's so important, even when you are in a relationship, to not forget the things you like to do and and figure out what makes you you. Um, So yeah, so through respecting each other's space in that sense and respecting each other's alone time comes that respect for the other person's interests and what they like to do. So yeah, keep that in mind. Don't lose what makes you you. And don't be mad at the other person for wanting some alone time. So the next thing I've learned that is really important when you're living with someone is to make that extra effort to make the evenings special. So something I really do miss from the days that Ed and I didn't live together is that feeling of not seeing him all day and then getting ready to go out on a date and having him, like, come to the door all dressed up and then us going on a cute little date. There's just something nice about, like getting ready and them getting to, like the first time they see you is you all dressed up and like you feel confident they feel confident but now like ed and i get ready in the same room and we see each other every day <laughs> so um it is very different so my advice is to still make the effort to go on dates and do things spontaneously my piece of advice sorry mind my poor grammar <laughs> but yeah so make the effort to still go on dates so ed, something ed and i did the other day which i thought was quite nice was We made the effort to not see each other get ready. So, like, he got ready and then I got ready and then we, like, saw each other at the door and that kind of just, like made it feel like a first date all over again. I can't even explain it. I feel like if you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, and if you don't, you don't. But (laughs) yeah, so all these little things can just make the mundane realities of our every day to day life just that little bit different. And yeah, just don't forget that, you know, going out of the, just because you have an apartment doesn't mean you need to stay in it all the time. So like, make that effort to go out, go on the dates that you used to go on. And it doesn't have to be like a fancy expensive dinner because those things are freaking expensive. Sometimes we forget, but it could even be like a 30-minute walk with some ice cream. Like, make that effort, you know? And the last thing I wanted to touch upon is just learn to compromise. So a tidy living room may be a priority for you, but it might not be for the other person. So it's really Important to talk these things through and just compromise because I think something to remember is just because you're dating the person doesn't mean that they think exactly like you and want things in their life exactly like you and that's that's what makes them them and what makes you you and so for a relationship to work in general I think compromise is so important but that's especially like with living with someone so I'm not saying don't do like I'm not saying live in a messy living room because obviously that's not what you want to do but maybe. Three to- cleaning three times a week is too much for the other person you're living with, you know? Like, you just have to adjust. I, this goes back to respect. Just respect each other, you know? My favorite thing about living with Ed has just been knowing that there's someone I can come home to and, like, a comfortable space where I can just be myself Um, and then I just know that I'll be cared for and that I can care for someone else and have so much love for someone else. It's such a nice feeling. And yeah, right, enough of this lovey-dovey crap. Um, I am curious though to hear your experiences if you do live with a significant other or even if you don't like how do you feel about it are you excited are you scared like what scares you the most about living with someone let Leo and I know we're really curious so um, you guys can dm us on our instagram at the matcha diaries but yeah let us know Right. So the last thing I briefly wanted to touch upon is this whole idea of romanticizing your life. So I follow a lot of content creators I feel like can make things like studying for exams just seem so exciting and beautiful, I guess, like if that's the word to describe it. But I feel like now that I'm in this phase of my life where I'm falling into a routine of waking up, working, eating, sleeping, and then just repeating that all over again... I really just want to start figuring out ways that I can start romanticizing each day and just seeing the beautiful moments and like the romance in the little things. And not to say that we will not have bad days. I mean, we literally just had an episode of getting out of a slump. So we both, Leo and I both acknowledge that, Um, you know, what is life if you're not having a few days of just feeling absolute crap, you know? um. And this is not to take away from that. But in those moments where you are having good days, it's like, how do we... Or even just like where a day seems so mundane, like how do we romanticize that and make it just that extra little bit special? Let me know if this is just me, but I always watch really cute TV shows and like romantic comedy movies and series. And I'm always, I kind of like leave the, the series when it's done being like, oh, I wish my life would be like that, you know? Um, and I, I always say it in a way where I'm convinced that my life can't be like that for some reason, when in fact, it can, and it is all just a mindset. Um, so yeah, all it is is just a shift in mindset that that can make those daily tasks that I was just talking about actually something fun and exciting. So like getting ready in the morning can become your time to listen to your favorite music and feel the warmth on your skin, or like washing the the dishes can become a chance for you to listen to your favorite podcast and just have some time by yourself. You know, so it's it is all about that mindset. And so the big question is what are the best ways to romanticize our lives and i found this article from the feminine fancy fancy i've never heard of it before but it was all about you know what are the best ways to romanticize your life and i actually really enjoyed reading it so i thought i'd share some of my favorite things that i read so the first way to live your best life and you romanticize your life is to work on self-love self-acceptance and most importantly self-forgiveness and basically only accept treatment that you believe reflects that of someone who is totally and completely in love with who they are. So this is something I really want to kind of nail down in my life, is that feeling that, you know, I am me, I, I love myself, and I'm kind of, like, worthy of these moments. I'm worthy to go out and have a fun time with friends and feel like the main character, you know? Like, you will never be the main character of your life if you don't love yourself if that makes sense and yeah just like accept yourself for who you are and just realize i guess how special you are and 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 yeah just take take it as it comes and okay the next thing is something that isn't as deep but it's light some scented candles and do it often because this this creates a very romantic ambiance. it can heighten our senses our smells become more intense we can hear changes in our environment and touch becomes a substitute for sight and so i mean i don't know how you guys are but i there is just something so nice about kind of sitting in a dim environment having some like i i love having fairy lights it's such a calming thing for me um And I guess even just doing something as small as that can be your way of romanticizing your life, that just extra bit more. But yeah, warning with candles, you need to be extra careful when you do light them because we don't want no fires happening. Okay, and another thing that was said in this article is to create worthy dinners. And I love this one because creating a beautiful and healthy meal is an amazing act of self-love. And I always find that on the days where I'm quite lazy and I make a quick meal or even get a takeaway sometimes, the actual act of eating becomes quite boring. And I think when you just eat food that doesn't, I guess, have nutrition in it, you do feel it in your body. Um, But when I've taken that time to make a healthy meal with lots of, you know, just lots of effort and lots of good ingredients and stuff, it just makes that meal so much more enjoyable. And obviously you can take some nice photos with your food, which I know is like (laughs) probably the most ridiculous thing to say, but this is the generation of taking photos of your food. I'm involved in it. I'm sorry, I apologize. But yeah, just like making your dinners that extra bit special where, you know, you're treating yourself, you had a good day and you're hungry. Let's make the most out of it. Let's eat a good meal. So the next thing is embracing your body. So this is, So important, right? We're offered one body, one existence. We need to stop criticizing parts of our body and just be grateful for the body that allows us to be authentically us and allows us to feel love and to appreciate friendship and. Again, I know this is so much easier said than done and I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I love my body because I really don't. But this is something that I do, I guess I do want to appreciate myself and stop just thinking of, oh, I don't like my thighs today or, oh, my arms look bad in this outfit. Like, what is the point? You know, your body is letting you go out and walk and have fun and breathe and... I mean, we are so lucky. Not everyone is lucky enough to be able to do these things. So why are we spending so much time criticizing ourselves instead of actually just being grateful? I'm I'm basically like telling this to myself right now because I really do need to hear it. it. We're just so much more than the physical appearance, you know? So yeah, just embrace the body we're in. Right, so the next thing which I found so cute is write letters. I freaking love this one. I think, um, so something, this is something that Ed and I, well, okay, I'm not going to take credit for it, but Ed always, well, he used to do it a lot more in the beginning of the relationship, but it's quite funny now because obviously we're living in the same apartment, so he, he like barely gets time to kind of sit for an hour, and this contradicts everything I'm saying, but yeah, like for birthdays and stuff, we write each other letters, but it's always funny like walking in on him and he's like, stop don't look i'm writing a letter and i'm like oh my god okay you know it's just it's a lot more awkward um but yeah it's something we used to do a lot at the beginning of our relationship and it's just so sweet like i feel like there's nothing more romantic than like getting a handwritten letter and i know my sisters um she's in a long distance relationship right now and her boyfriend sent her a letter all the way from canada and it's just the sweetest thing like having that physical copy you know i don't know i just find it so cute i feel like every girl would love to get a handwritten letter but yeah you know write handwritten letters to your friend it can make these like moments where you're communicating with your friends a lot more meaningful instead of it just being a quick text over just being like hey how's it going you can just like spend 30 minutes and write a little letter to your friend and and just let the people around you know that you appreciate having them and they will do the same to you you know but it can make that moment, which I feel like sometimes when we text our friends, we lose touch of what we're, what it is we're actually doing, which is like letting our friends actually know how we are and, and things like that. And so writing a letter can make that, you know, that little thing that we do every day just 10 times more special. The last thing I wanted to say um, about this and like ways to romanticize your life is, and this is something I do all the time, or I try to do, but it's to really be aware of the situations that you are in. So when I'm with friends or looking at a sunset, I always make sure that I take, you know, take a minute out of my day when I'm in that moment and just acknowledge how incredible that moment actually is. Um, (laughs) Okay, and this is so random, like, the reason why I used to do this, or the reason why I do this so much right now is because, like, you have memories when you're a kid, and I feel like, they become passing memories and you don't, like, I can't actually remember being in those moments myself, but ever since I started doing this, I can remember, like, I can actually be like, oh, I remember that moment where I was standing there and I thought, you know, wow, I love doing this or, you know, I have the best friends or the sun looks amazing right now. So, you kind of start to remember that you are acknowledging it and it just, I don't know, it just makes that, at least for me, it makes it a lot more special. I recommend doing this because, I mean, it it goes back to gratitude, doesn't it? Because you can just be in that moment and it could be something as small as going out and having ice cream, but being like, wow, this is incredible. I've said that twice now. First, Maybe I'm craving going on a walk and getting some ice cream. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, I think this is it. Wow, okay, I've only been talking for 30 minutes, but I don't think anyone wants to hear me for more than 30 minutes. So yeah, I do appreciate that this episode was maybe all over the place, but I do hope you enjoyed listening. And if you can just take one thing away from this, I'd be very, very happy. But yeah, I hope you all have a lovely day wherever you are and I will speak to you all next week with Leo. She will be by my side, I promise you. And she will actually be by my side because this will be the first time we record a podcast episode with each other in person, which I'm so excited about. I think we we need to figure out how the microphones are going to work. We've gotten so used to recording away from each other that this is just going to be new, but we'll figure it out. But anyways, sorry, rambling. But yeah, I'll speak to you all next week and have a nice day. Bye.